right, hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your lovable madman. Uh, behind the boards, we got the Hill Hippie. Say hi, Hill Hippie. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. We usually start with our weekend, so I'm going to go right into it with my weekend. So uh, uh, I spent uh, a few, a few, a little while, about an hour or so, uh, trying to write up a new disclaimer uh, for FXPG Public Radio. And, um, you know, of course I'm drinking. I'm writing. I'm drinking. And so um, uh, I, I was tr- trying to come up with uh, a very good disclaimer, but I always, like halfway I got through every single one, my, my nerd rage, my, the, my inner Ben Shapiro, would just come rise bubbling to the surface. And so uh, I'm, believe me, I'm going to get this disclaimer out to you, but the whole gist of it is that FXPG Public Radio is not responsible for what we say on this show. What we say on this show is strictly for entertainment purposes. Only. Okay, see, see, see what happened there is like I choked up because uh, that's where my inner Ben Shapiro was about to come out. All right, so uh, just to go over a couple of the rough drafts, I'm, I'm, we're going to have a, a good one for you soon. So, by the way, if you're under 18, don't listen to us. You shouldn't be listening to us. Go watch. What do they watch now? Are they still watching Bubble Guppies? Probably. So, I, that's what 17-year-olds watch, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they might be ready for Teen Titans at 18. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I want to go through a couple of rough drafts real quick. That was the stuff I wrote this weekend trying to uh, make a disclaimer. So <clears throat> here's, here's the first one. FXBG Public Radio is not responsible for the opinions or actions of anyone anywhere because it's a fucking website that flows and sorts data. No one has ever died from data. Tron was never real. Kevin Flynn is a whole different story. <laughs> okay. Mm. Number two. FXBG Public Radio believes in the First Amendment, but fuck it. We're already allowing shitloads of other amendments to get trampled. Let's fuck with the second most important, Airbnb. Amendment 3, bitches. <laughs> Courting soldiers in your house. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. FXBG Public Radio hosts many shows allowing for a diversity of opinions within our community with the hope of representing a true cross-section of our little slice of American culture before totalitarian socialists attempt to destroy our beloved republic. Hmm. See how it just goes off the rails at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I think all three of them went off the rails after you wrote the first two words of the first attempt. Yeah. FXDG Public Radio is frequently created is frequently created by adults for adults for entertainment purposes only. Fuck you for making me say that. <laughs> That's a lazy one. I should never have put that down. I should have deleted that line. FXVG, FXVG Public Radio only hosts the various shows on this network and is not liable for any of the opinions or views of its paid creators. Also, there is a modicum of profanity if you care about that more than political views. I dropped the F-bomb how many times? Like six or seven times? Now? Something right. like that. All right. FX. And it's and it's our disclaimers that are coming out is why we need a true disclaimer. I'm waiting for you to turn the camera back to me. No, we don't. We don't need one. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, FXPG Public Radio believes in the First Amendment and the right of everyone to speak their mind, no matter how ridiculous. And it gets ridiculous. Social media is now the voice of the people. Fuck them for not embracing it correctly. <laughs> anyway, so I'm working hard on a new... A, a, a new disclaimer. Are as, you though? As you can see, well, I don't know. I'm, I am having a lot of fun with the rough trash. I must say, <laughs> I'll, I'll get one out. Uh, that's I don't know on the level, shorter, tighter. Anyway, so how was your weekend, man? How was mine? Agonizing over that shit. Uh, my weekend was good. Uh, Saturday went out. Uh, tried to save a hungry orphan that. Alas, it didn't work out. What orphan? It It's locked up in a closet. You locked up an orphan? No, I didn't lock up the hungry orphan in the closet. But this hungry orphan is locked up in a closet. It was tipped on its back and casters were screwed to its uh, to the bottom, uh, to its feet. Oh, by the way, this hungry orphan's a freezer. Oh, okay. Uh, some people I know, they bought a large chest freezer to help them uh, store their beer because they do home brewing and they bought it from okay. a right. guy at the come to find out it was a church and they'd talk them out of the original asking price. 
So they're like, we're taking money out of a hungry orphan's mouth, so it become the hungry orphan. I get it. I do. It makes for a better story when I don't have to explain it. I suppose so, but... uh, Yeah, the freezer's dead. It's dead? <clears throat> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So And then Saturday, I went out and ran sound for a two-piece band, which was a lot of fun. Which two pieces did they bring? The, it was uh, two people. They brought an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar. And from time to time, the acoustic guitar was replaced with a violin. Two or three piece orchestra? Anyway. Well, there was never all three going at once. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, even some, some musicians try. You know, maybe they're slacking. I don't know. They, maybe. I, they didn't have a name. Just a couple of musicians jamming, huh? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> How's it going? You got any musical instruments? Apparently, they're having some sort of musical act here tonight. Right. Hey, everybody, come on up. We're, we're willing to play with you all. Does, uh, we know we booked uh, or scheduled like a musical like concert or something like that. Anyone in the audience know how to play an instrument? <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, you get like five guys raising their hands. A little bit of guitar, man. Is there a drummer in the house? Yeah. <laughs> bassist. Any bassist. <laughs> Anybody who's a bassist, any bassist, no. <laughs> Teach one of those guitar guys to play, play bass. bass. <laughs> That's how it, it goes. It, it's two uh, two That's strings fewer, goes. man. Yeah. Uh, Sunday got trapped in the house for the end of the morel season because of the rain. Yeah. Bummer. No mushrooms. No mushrooms. I just I haven't seen them hanging around the house like last year. Well, the ones that show up in uh, here. Don't show up at this time of the year. They show up when it's much warmer out. Yeah, and it's been crazy lately. I shaved my head because it's hot, and now it's cold today. Yeah. feels like April now. Like, I, I swear, it's like the days of the months keep getting lost. <laughs> yeah, the middle part of May is now feeling like the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Global warming. Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess, yeah, I guess your weekend was a little bit more interesting than mine. Eh, you had fun. Yes. And some, that's what counts. Some, some, to some degree. To some degree. Yeah. The smile on your face as you were reading some of these. Uh, yeah, it's, it's self-serving, I know. Sorry. Self-serving anger, I get it. Yeah. I do, I do it for man. I do it for me. <laughs> now you get it. Now you get it. Oh, yeah. Just now, in this moment. <laughs> I'm glad I caught up with the rest of the class. Anyway, so... uh yeah, I'm not much of a fan of unboxing or uh, opening things, videos on YouTube. Uh, but for some reason, I love watching Steve 1989 MRE Info. Now, um, here's the thing. Uh, he's a guy who buys old and recent MREs, meals ready to eat, from all over the world. He opens them up and eats them. All right. Uh, I guess I, I spent four years in the Navy. And I never ate an MRE. I had, like, cappuccino every morning, eggs to order. I, I mean, it was dope. It's, like, it's why I joined the Navy, <laughs> you know. Uh, so after, uh, yeah, I never ate an MRE. So I guess I was, I was curious, and I ended up wandering across this channel on YouTube. It was like, what the, what's in an MRE? <laughs> and so, uh, so, but he, he opens all sorts of MREs. And uh, I particularly love when he opens uh, old MREs. Right, and he, I mean, seriously, like some seriously old MREs he's eaten. Like, how old? Uh, he, I saw one, the oldest I saw that I said I thought was a real MRE was a World War One MRE. Okay, your phrasing there is interesting that you thought was a real MRE. Has he eaten some that makes you think he's like making some of this shit up? Uh, no, there was one where he's like a Civil War hardtack ration where I think it was probably, it was probably a rep. Uh, replica, okay. or like a, whatever that's called, when it's consumable. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a replica because you eat it. But uh, I, I saw one where like it was a hard tack, like Civil War or Revolutionary War uh, thing, and I was just like, that can't possibly be real. <laughs> uh, but I did see him open the World War One thing, and yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't expect him to eat that. But he has like eaten like World War Two rations. Vietnam era rations, MR, mm. MREs and stuff like that. That's some seriously old I, food. I know. It's like sometimes he's got to break out the gloves and mask, you know. And I love that. It's like because uh, he's. It's not like I'm not. It's not like I'm not gonna not, not open everything in this MRE. I want to check it out. 
And I'm not into boxing videos, unboxing videos or anything like that. And I love to see that. It's like, what is in there? Now, aren't these like dehydrated meals you have to add water to? Uh, it depends on the era, uh, really. The um, Yeah, uh, a lot of the older ones, they didn't really have like um, uh, modern cooking. Like now you can get like a bag that you put water in a little tablet and your little food pouch and pour water in. And it'll cook your food. All right. But back like in World War II is stuff that you either like it was either stuff that you can eat straight or um, to make it taste better, you can cook it. So, I mean, <laughs> a lot of it was like that, especially in that like that era. Uh, but uh, he's always he's constantly eating this stuff. He opened like, you know, something that's 50 years old or you know, say he's like, oh, 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 this this smells horrible. Oh yeah, it's definitely gone bad. You can he shows it to the camera, and you can see you can see the mold in there, and just oh, it's horrible. I'm just gonna take a little bite, right right here where the, the mold is. I'm just gonna take a little bite. Oh yeah, it's definitely not safe. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's definitely not safe for consumption. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm gonna have one more bite. Oh oh oh, that's awful. And he goes, well, you got to give something uh, two bites to, to to be fair to it. Andrew Zimmern taught us that on Bizarre Foods. Well, I just, I love it. I mean, he's just, he's like, oh, this, oh, this is good. This might kill me. Oh, he'll say stuff like, uh, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this cat's doing, man. He's trying to get his own travel channel show, uh, Bizarre Foods MRE edition. Possibly. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, yeah. Uh, he'll also, uh, uh, yeah, he tries out the cigarettes. In, in some of those old rations, I want to say in the er, like 60s, late 60s, they stopped putting uh, cigarettes in rations in, in the hmm. United States. And um, uh, but if if he gets a ration that has cigarettes in him, he'll try it out. And I I, I kind of dig that as a smoker is like because if uh, if if I found it, got a hold of one of these things, apparently he intentionally buys them. So, but I mean, for me, it'd be like uh, if I get a hold of one uh, and it has cigarettes in it, you bet your sweet bippy, I'm gonna. <laughs> try out the cigarette he's old ass stale as fucking balls fucking yeah, cigarettes but i mean he'll sit there and try it and he'll uh, i mean they burn quickly obviously but i mean it's, yeah, yeah there's no moisture left yeah. how does it have any smoke it's just like it'd be like just flame but that's what I, but that's what i mean it's like the cigarettes fre frequently packaged like uh airtight you know within an m uh, airtight mre and so they can you know they can survive quite a while like that all right uh, so I know you may not have seen uh, his videos yet. Uh, maybe after this podcast, you can go check out Steve 1989 MRE Info on YouTube. But I mean, uh, maybe you won't get this next part until unless you've seen it. Um, I just I bet that there is a giant bowl of dried brittle gum in two piece packets somewhere in his house. <laughs> you know because. Uh, Somewhere in his house, he's got like a, a bowl or a big jar filled with those two packs of gum that come in so many rations. The uh, uh, the hard candy, the matchbooks, uh, sporks, sugar packets. I mean, I, I really wonder what his shopping list is like. I mean, does he ever buy coffee, sugar, or creamer? Because it seems to me that like every damn MRE comes with that shit. <laughs> You know, All right. And when I think about, like, if I was in the Army or the Air Force, Marines, something like that, instead of the Navy, uh, and I got an MRE, it's like, there's a shitload of stuff I'd be trading in those MREs. It's like, um, you know, it was like coffee. So I was thinking, like, coffee and sugar and creamer, I would definitely be trading for candy, like the hard candies. <laughs> All right. And that's how I'd survive in the field as a Marine or something. The, uh, there goes the madman. He's on a sugar rush. Oh, wait. He just crashed. <laughs> Somebody uh, go pick up uh, Private Madman. Uh, finally, I just want to say about uh, Steve 1989 MRE Info. I just, I just I want to believe that he's a horrible person to go out to eat with. All okay. Right? I bet he complains about the food. I bet he sends it back a lot, and he gets to say the cleverest complaints, like, I've eaten World War II MREs that tasted better than this. <laughs> and not be lying. Ugh. Anyway, you think he would be? Uh, you think you'd have to make complaints like that, or would you just politely say, "This isn't what I ordered"? Or there's a there's a foot in here. 
Can you take care of that? Well, I think the joke is is that he is kind of like one of the nice, nicest guys. I mean, he just seems very nice and uh, adventurous. I guess. <laughs> I guess is the best thing. Oh uh, yeah, if you're eating, if you're eating sixty year old moldy food, yeah, I'd say there's a little bit of adventure there. Absolutely. Anyways, I just. I just want to say, you know, it was like I enjoyed his channel. I think you should check out his channel if you're into this kind of stuff that I'm into. Uh, also, check out my YouTube channel. Search for the Badman Lowercase Hill Hippie as well has a YouTube channel. Search for Hill Hippie. That's correct. By the way, the Madman Lowercase that's three words. The Madman in lower case, which is actually one word, even though it sounded like four. <laughs> Sorry about math. Lesson. So you want to talk about Game of Thrones? Have you seen it? I have. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I've seen it. Have you seen it? it? So uh, spoilers, everybody. Spoiler warning. Yeah, we're going to be uh, spoiling Game of Thrones, but, I mean, we're not the ones who really spoiled it. So, um... Ooh. Are are you on that direction again? (laughs) What uh, what do you say? (laughs) G.O.T. G.O.T. Spoilers coming up. So uh, it's almost over. It is almost over. Soon we'll never have to do a segment about Game of Thrones ever again, with the exception of colloquial references such as, you know nothing, Jon Snow. I drink and know things. Alanis always pays his debts, etc. <laughs> this is a good thing, because this show has really been pissing me off this season. The Battle of Winterfell was atrocious, and the Battle of King's Landing is what we're talking about today. Yes. Wasn't much of a battle. Yeah, it, it was okay. The Massacre. Of King's Landing. Yeah, probably. Probably? That's most likely how it'll go down in history, the massacre of King's Landing. All right, anyway, so it it pissed me off in parts. I mean, who in their right mind puts their pikemen on the outside of your castle walls? Who puts anybody on the outside of the castle walls? You you might want to put cavalry on the outside of the castle walls. The best way to defend any type of castle is to stay behind your walls. But you can... You can run raiding parties through. It's like that's the point of the mobility of the cavalry is that they can come in and out of the castle quickly. Anyway, that's just that's just me playing Civ three in my head. I wish is there a way you can? I bet there's mods you can design a, your own like Westeros and Essos cool. for, <laughs> for civilization game. Interesting. Civilization comes out with the Game of Thrones version. That would be awesome. Oh, great. I'm the Dothraki this time. <laughs> Developers, if you're listening, there's your next million-dollar well, idea. Guys, every move, but you can't cross oceans. <laughs> can't cross oceans. You, you never get the skill tree to develop map making. It's like, no, we're not going to build boats. Fuck that. But shit, do they get horsemen fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they do is kill and fuck. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the strategies of this show are just the dumbest. It's like, have you ever researched, like, medieval warfare? That's not how it's done. It's not how it's done. Maybe in uh, Westeros it is. Maybe in Westeros they've just got no good strategic minds. Maybe Tywin was the last good military mind left in Westeros. It's, yeah, it's possible. Uh, anyway, so um, let me, let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, Lord Varys. Uh, a true hero of the Seven Kingdoms who gave his life up for the virtue of the kingdoms. For what he believed in. Yes. And uh, now that he's dead, I have to say he's definitely my favorite Game of Thrones character. He was, uh, one in my, he was in my top five, that's for sure. I've always liked the spider. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's like people didn't trust him because he was, his job was basically intelligence. Right. You know, uh, and people in our modern world view people like the NSA and CIA and stuff like that. They view them with a s- distrust as well. Mm-hmm. The target of conspiracy theories is like, oh, the spider. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just that's. But I mean, that's how. Uh, but they don't understand is that even within an organization that could possibly be corrupt or so, something like that is like there are good people sometimes. Sometimes you get an excellent, virtuous person. As the head of the NSA, which is basically what Lord Varys was, right, is doing the right things within his capacity, and I think that it was just such a horrible thing that Tyrion and Jon Snow let that happen, and I think it shows their failures as human beings, as characters. But then again, you know, they have been building them up for a while, and so they kind of showed how it's like, yeah, even they are fallible. Well, yeah, but at the same time, in their minds. 
Danny was still their queen, and what Varys was trying to do was treason. And treason in Westeros was punishable by death. So, in a way, he deserved it based on their own uh, practicing laws. I understand that. But, um... Hashtag all units matter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. A hashtag's all he had left, by the way. I... I mean, I think that was a pretty strong th- plot thread to open up with. With uh, it shows you where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like Varys is like he's that scene where they're coming. He hears the footsteps coming down the hall, and he starts taking off his rings and stuff like that. It's like he just knows it's over. And I just, man, you got mad respect for that guy, you know, because people will panic. Yeah, if you, if you know your death is coming, people will fucking panic. That's why they put people in cages. It's like, we may kill you. We don't know. It's like, well, I don't know if they're going to kill me. Then, you, know, you flip out. <laughs> run away, run away, run away. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have a lot of respect for his resolve as a human being. And hope, hopefully now Jon Snow sees how he screwed up. And hopefully Tyrion sees how he screwed up on multiple occasions. And people have kind of glossed over it because he's a great actor and everyone loves him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and let's be honest, it's like every everyone loves him. Yeah. And I do too. I do too, but let's be honest, he's a horrible advisor. I mean, he's made some very wrong decisions in se- the season. And uh yeah, so uh, when it comes to Danny, uh Daenerys Targaryen, I think I think they did well to s- show her slide into madness. Uh she's facing down, you know, her uh dwindling family, her power and her allies. And now She's faced something she's never faced before. Rejection. <laughs> I just hope some at some point in the last episode, Jon Snow says something like, if only I'd banged my aunt, thousands of lives would have been spared. Yeah. If she'd have just got some D, she, people might, the battle might have been completely different. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Dr. Manhattan in uh, The Watchmen. Okay. Uh, I think it was in the book where they talked about this. They, I don't think they talked about it in the movie. I don't think so. Uh, but apparently, if Dr. Manhattan didn't get laid enough, there would be problems. <laughs> and so, because it, it was like one line, one line, and I can't remember the exact text of it, but there was like one line where it sort of implied that um, Janie Slater... The girl, when she got to live there, based upon it, was like, yeah, we figured Dr. Manhattan better get laid once in a while, or else shit, crazy shit might happen. You know, think about it. If you could rearrange and control Adams, you'd want to get that dude laid as much as possible, right? Yeah. All right. But don't we already know this? If people don't get laid enough, they turn into madmen? Madmen, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, Speaking of incest, uh, Jamie and Cersei... (laughs) Jamie and Cersei. Um, I hope that's not how they go out. I'm kind of real mad about this one. I mean, I, I mean, I get the metaphor. You know, King's Landing buried, collapses upon them. I get it. I get it. But it's so unsatisfying. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so unsatisfying. If no one gets to bleed Cersei the way she deserves, I've seriously got blue balls on this one. Guys. <laughs> She needs to be bled and taunted as she dies. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Because, yeah, you should be shamed. Or no, or would it, would it be more fitting as they were leading her to either the burning stake or the gallows for this uh, people to be yelling, cunt, cunt. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would, I would hope to capture her because apparently it'd be super easy to. That woman doesn't seem like she has much fight in her. It doesn't seem that way. You know, that's one of the problems I had with the episode. This conniving queen, mad queen that she was, always had a scheme in her back pocket. And this time it was just like, yeah, my men are fighting for me. Uh, There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Oh, no. She spent her whole life hiding hiding behind men and other soldiers and stuff like that. And now you don't have somebody to get your back in. And now you don't have no fight left in you? Yeah, that just, I, that, it, it seems, seems so against her character. Absolutely. I mean, I hate her. I want her to die, and I want her to die so slow. But, I mean, I think that was not 
in her character. I would believe that that girl would fight. You know. Yeah. I mean, when. Uh... It, I mean, if the sh- I mean, it's one thing if you're married to the king and you've been had soldiers dealing with all your life, but you were never. I mean, you didn't start off being a queen. Right. I mean. You had, I mean, you had two brothers growing up. One you're screwing, and one uh, that you you were trying to tor- screw over, or torture, basically. You had some fight in you. Mm-hmm. A person like that has fight, and just you know, weeping and going from the top to the bottom of King's Landing. What a wonderful metaphor. I get it, but I mean, it just didn't, it seemed out of character. And don't get me started on the Super Clegane brothers. No, it wasn't. Yep. And apparently, they went into a CGI time machine to recreate an epic scene from a classic Highlander movie. Fair enough. And then he let the queen walk by. Yeah. How hard would it be for him to just pull out the sword, slice her in half? Sandor Clegane, here we are. Born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. And then that stupid ass fight. There's one queen fan who's listening. I'm waiting for him to calm down. Okay. All right. That fight, I mean, it was so ridiculous. And I mean, Sandor kind of went out the way of uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy. It's like, really? You you gonna throw yourself off the the building there, Tommen? <laughs> why is yeah, there's, why are yeah. these kind of like jumping to your deaths? kind of suicide scenes so common in here and this is another character that i think that the growth that this character took throughout the series it got wasted in that scene fucking blown out the uh they completely threw it out the door at during the last episode when he's riding south to go fight his brother i felt that he was beyond that after yeah after so many years of living around him for you know well not even that but after he had his uh, brush with death after brianne whooped that ass you know, he seemed to have found some inner peace. Yeah. I wanted him to live. I wanted him to go on to have a happy life and, and just be a fuck the king you know, kind, of, <laughs> kind of guy. Because I, I, that's what I loved about him. Here's the field where I grow my fucks. Yeah. Notice that it is barren. Barren, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, Arya's apparently got a lot of superpowers now. <laughs> uh, so she's fireproof. Apparently, and so uh, that's another power we can add to her, like teleportation or invisibility, plus fireproof. Well, she's also apparently uh, very strong against uh, concussive waves. Yeah. Because that explosion next to her should have done more damage than what it did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think she maybe, like, she's got superpowers now for sure. Yeah, now now they're go- <laughs> now that Game of Thrones is going to end up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney bought HBO too. <laughs> oh, it's going to say, "Good God, we got to stop that monster." Um, however, I say I did like the narrative that had her running through the streets while chaos was all around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it was chopped up too much, I mean, I, it shows how powerless she actually is. Um, uh, don't don't get me wrong; she's a badass. She's probably the baddest of the asses. She does um, have a sweet, sweet ass. Okay. She, she's not interested. Um, <laughs> I know. But let's be honest. She's a petite person. I think it's probably because of her DNA. That's just, I think that's why she's petite. And so, um, <laughs> and the dis- it might have something to do with it. Yeah. And small people, you know, petite people or even little people, you know, they're very much at a disadvantage when it comes to uh, that kind of, uh, we won the Stanley Cup, baby! Kind of, you know, riot or panic situation. Stampeding mobs. Yeah, stampeding mobs, you know, you know, stuff blowing up everywhere. And let me ask, let me tell you something. I don't care how hot that fucking fire is coming out of the dragon. You're not going to knock down stone with fire like it's a laser beam or something. Right. Which is even debatable on its own. It would melt the stone. Fire is not a physical force. It's a heat force. Mm-hmm. And it would take time to melt stone. But she's knocking down minarets. Do they call them minarets? Mm, they never referenced them as minarets, but that's the most accurate yeah. description. Yeah, they're, they're knocking down minarets like she's shooting like pure stone yeah. out of her mouth. Out of the dragon's mouth. 
I mean, even if let's go into the, some crazy theories, like, well, there's tiny, there's explosions that are occurring in the fire as it's being expelled. Well, that still, it's going to hit the wall and go to the area of least resistance away from the wall. It's not going to blow the fucking yeah. wall out. It's going to take time. That's you know that irritated me. It's like put dragons and there's magic in this world. <laughs> All right. So because of magic. All right. So back to Arya. Um, because we're running out of time here. Uh, however, that horse, evil as it is, by its very nature, by being a horse, is perfect for Arya. I love that horse. Why is that? I don't know. White horse covered in blood. Oh, I see. This is something I said when I watched the episode, and I said it to uh, EK because I think it fits what's going to come next. That's right. And behold, the pale horse, and upon it rode death. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You're jumping ahead. Uh, and the resolve on her face as he looked, as she looked around the aftermath of Danny's temper tantrum, and she said, "Like, well, all these people are ash, and I'm not. I don't know that ha- how that happened. I'm not even going to question my new superpowers." But that being said, I got an awesome horse. And that look on her face, you just know she had added a new name to her list. Mm. And it takes priority. And did Bran send the horse? Did Bran work into the horse, do you wonder? I don't know. Probably. You don't care. Yeah, I don't. Um, so I loved and hated it, but you know me, I hate on pop culture too. So um, all hail Queen Sansa. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my prediction, by the way. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, we're about a little over the 30-minute mark. Hope you're, you know, if you didn't want the spoilers, you're now joining us. Already in progress. So, uh, yeah, Shock Monkey Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. You can find them at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Uh, they are located in the Lees Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So apologies to our listeners in Toronto. Yeah, did I say 898-5008 is their phone number? You did not. Okay, 540-898-5008 is their phone number. Uh, if you live in the area, you want to get some, pick, you know, pick up some pies, pick up some za, or whatever <laughs> you say, you, you millennials. Um, they're open from Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., open Fridays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays they're open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. I brought my mom some... Some of the carrot cake baklava for Mother's Day. Carrot cake baklava. Carrot cake and baklava. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that. The how? It's Mother's Day. You get two desserts on Mother's Day, moms, right? Uh, sure, yeah. But I, I thought you were saying that they combined carrot cake and baklava, and I was wanting to know what type of black magic this was. What kind of crazy Lebanese black magic is it? <laughs> I'm kidding. Those are great guys. They, uh... But they do know black magic. Very well. They taught be. me some simple tricks to mesmerize you. I will mesmerize you. Anyway, I got to do one more thing. You know, it doesn't work when you put in the bad Russian accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> so I got one more thing I need to mention. Uh, besides become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. And you get to see, like, uh, the complete video content that we have and, like, other stuff that you get behind the scenes. It's, I think it's just, like, three bucks a month. You know, support us, please. Please, please, please. Um, anyway, so I have one more thing to mention, and that is, uh, you know, out of a favor to a friend. And, uh, you know, I like comedy. You like comedy? Uh, who doesn't like to laugh? Absolutely. So I, I want to tell you about the Multiple Personalities Comedy Tour uh, at Bullcock and Swine Barbecue. Everything about that <laughs> sentence is confusing. All right. Now you understand why it's named that. No. Anyway, it's a comedy tour called the Multiple Personalities Comedy Tour. And it's taking place at Bullcock and Swine Barbecue at 2055 Jefferson Davis ha- uh, Highway in Stafford, Virginia at 22554. Um, this is happening on Monday, next Monday, May 20th uh, at 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, it's a comedy show with three headliners from New York. Um so it, it's uh, Mike Merck's going to be there. He was born and raised in Queens. Uh, he's been doing this since he's been 16 years old doing comedy. Uh, he's recently uh, currently a regular at Caesars, Tropicana, and Bailey's Hotel in Atlantic City. Um, yeah, yeah. His credits include Sirius XM Radio, TMZ, MTV, and his couch in Queens where he watches a lot of Netflix. <laughs> 
I got the same credential. Yeah. Uh, Terry McNeely is long from Long Island. Um, he could easily earn the title of crass critic to the suburban world. He's been seen on The Daily Show, The Anthony Cumia Show, and CBS Blue Bloods. And there's Gary Garcia with a signature raspy voice. Takes no prisoners comics stylings. Gary's a modern renaissance man and always hits the ground running. Yeah, he's been featured at the Bally's, Tropicana, Caesars, and Atlantic City. So a bunch of New York guys come down to our neck of the woods and visit. Doing a comedy tour over at Bull, Cock, and Swine Barbecue, 2055 Jefferson Davis Highway, Stafford. Go check them out. Monday, May 20th, 7.30 to 10 p.m. Right on. Bull, Cock, and Swine Barbecue. Barbecue. It's a tongue twister. It's a horrible, horrible place. If I ever walk in there and I hear squealing, I'm out. What are they doing to the poor pigs? I, just a, just a cock. <laughs> just we just take the cock. Uh, uh. This is the chewiest barbecue I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order the Rocky Mountain oysters. God. Oh, there's something wrong with us. Oh, we've known this. Yeah. That's just that's why that's why I like being this way is because I'm constantly surprising myself. Yeah, what's more surprising is that EK d- puts up with us. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. he's the only Nothing possible. S- the well, yeah. yeah, you put it, up it with them too. Worse. So things, I guess you're just worse. as fucked up as we are. Yeah, so um, I got a section here for Hill Hippie's Garden, and I got the news worth knowing after that. So all right, well then uh, I'll uh, make this quick. I'll share the quick story that made me get into this. Uh, today, I was asked by a coworker if I'd ever had Jimson weed. I'm like, no. What the fuck is that? So, oh, dude, you, uh, they've got these seed pods, right? And they're spiky. You eat the seed pods, and it's supposed to make you hallucinate. And it almost makes you like, and he used a derogatory term, which I will not use, but it made you it sound extremely mentally impaired. Okay. Extremely mentally impaired. I get it. You don't want to say it. Yeah, I don't. And it's my choice. And I've seen some... So I looked this up and uh, watched some videos of these people on it. The video was hilarious. As these two kids, like kids by, I mean like 17-year-olds, were being recorded by the police because they got picked up for extremely intoxicated behavior. Yeah. These two kids were passing back and forth an imaginary cigarette, smoking it and handing it back to each other. And like so much that they were seeing it so much that the one guy actually flicked the cigarette to knock the ashes off that wasn't there in his hand. They were speaking in a language that no one could understand, but they were understanding each other so much that they saw the cigarette. Huh? French mimes got <laughs> Maybe. But they were unpainted mimes. It's just... It's, it was a scary video to watch as much as funny as it was to see people acting that stupid. Jimson? Jimson. Jimson. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Datura Stratomorium is its uh, actual name. It's a member of the Belladonna family. Uh, family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Epic. Legendary. Evil. Eh. Evil. It is attached to, in some ways, to witchcraft, according to some people's beliefs. But Could they say they say poison is a woman's weapon. <laughs> they did use belladonna as a way to as eye drops back in the Renaissance to make women seem more alluring and seductive. But the parts of the plant can be brewed as a tea, or chewed, or the seed pods eaten. The side effects of this shit are terrifying. Uh, rapid heartbeat, dry mouth, the uh, dilated pupils, blurred vision, hallucinations. Yeah. Uh, confusion. Or, com- or, or generally fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Combative behavior, difficulty urinating, and constipation. That's kind of horrible. Yeah. I hope it doesn't give you the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> gives you the munchies. Gives you the munchies and blocks you off. Severe toxicity can cause uh, coma, seizures, respiratory failure leading to death. All right. I'm striking that off the do not try list. 
off the do not try list? Off the do not try list. On to? Yeah, on to. I'm moving on to. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it contains wow. atropine, hyoscyamine, and scopolamine. Three compounds. If you want to know what they are, look them up. Don't expect me to do all the research for you. I've heard of a couple of them. Yeah, none of them are very good. They're pretty crazy. Uh, other names for this plant are known as the angel tulip, the devil's apple, the devil's trumpet, Jamestown weed, loco weed, mad apple, and thorn apple. I have thorn heard apple? of apple? Huh? Thorn apple? Thorn. thorn. Thorn apple. I might not have pronounced the N. Oh, man. That sounds horrible. Good, good, good tip. Avoid this stuff, huh? Yeah, no shit, because like any plant, the uh, the amount of the toxins that could be in it are going to ra- while, uh, range wildly based on the conditions that it was uh, it grows in, this, that, and the other. And the deadly dosage for adults is 15 to 100 grams of the leaf and between 15 to 25 grams of the seeds. It's not that much, yo. No. Absolutely so, not. The son of Jim is a bad fucking dude. Avoid him. Yeah. It's good advice. And you talk about that kind of nonsense all the time on like other land stream. I'm I'm sorry. All all times all types of stuff like that on other land <laughs> other land dreams, right? You sir can ingest a satchel of Richards. Fair enough. Uh, uh we you want to get into the news worth knowing? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> better change the subject. Anyway, I thought we were friends. I could still Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into the news worth knowing. Uh, Navy SEAL rejected from the FDNY, that's Fire Department of New York, receives multiple offers from across the U.S. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Uh, he was rejected from the New York Fire Department for being six months and 25 days too old. What? Yeah. Uh, but he has received invitations uh, from across the country to work at other fire, do- fire departments. Yeah. Um, his name is Sean Donovan. Uh, he's uh, still trying to join the fire department of New York, um, that he is welcome to join them. This is what the post has learned. Uh, he scored in the top 1% on the FDNY entry exam and passed the physical fitness test. He was a seal. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the application period started, he was just over age 35, the maximum age for those who's, who have served in the military under the FDNY to enter the FDNY. Quote, if the hiring process that Sean is going through uh, is not going to honor his service and recognize his capability. I want to. I want him to know that we will. This is Greg Pixley of the Denver Fire Department's head recruiter told a, told a fellow veteran. Uh, he's no, he's also a veteran. And this is what he told the Post. "Quote: That's the kind of person we want." Uh, Denver Fire applicants must be at least twenty one years old. This is almost like an ad for fire department duty. Sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Listen, we just legalized yeah. a lot more hallucinogenic shit. We're yeah, going to yeah. need more fire people, people are hit, hitting that Jimson. What? Jimson. Jimson seeds. <laughs> legalized more hallucinogenic shit. No, they just decriminalized it. It's not legal yet. Uh, Trust so, me, I follow that. So San Francisco Fire Department also hailed him. So they tell him to apply to our fire department. But I understand if you don't want to go there. I really do. <laughs> what, to Colorado? No, to San Francisco. Oh, okay. No. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to be putting out bum fires. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to be honest. It's like, careful, there's a lot of heroin in that bum fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my inner Ben Shapiro again. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, yeah. so the New York Fire Department's age rules is 28, uh, if you, 28 max if you have no military experience. Um and I was it 30, 35, uh, if you have military experience. Uh, maximum age is 37 in Chicago, 36 in Houston, and 32 in Boston. Um, but Philadelphia, Miami, and Los Angeles have no age caps. Uh, he was a SEAL since 2005. He served four tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, earning medals for valor. They, that's what they say, medals for valor, because we cannot list them, I'm sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so after completing the military tour, uh, after completing his military stint in 2020, he's not even out yet, uh, he hoped to protect the city that lost 343 firefighters in 9-11. Uh, despite his age, the department's citywide administrative services let Donovan try to, make up, uh, to take a makeup firefighter exam last October uh, since he was assigned to active duty months earlier. Now 37, 
He has appealed the New York Fire Department's disqualification for civil service, civil service commission. I guess he doesn't want to leave New York. I guess. I mean, I... I, I, I mean, if it's his home, man, I can understand. Yeah, I get it. You fall in love with your... Uh, or a town. Even if it's a town you fall in love with, I get it. You know, I'm not leaving Fredericksburg. I mean, I, mean, I kind of thought I might leave for Norwalk, Connecticut today. Like, and quit FXBG Public Radio, quit Shock Monkeys, and go to Norwalk, Connecticut today. But, you know, then I... I realized that, you know, I'm talking about going and, like, work for a liberal. So, uh... <laughs> the look on EK's face was just great. Uh, I'm sure I'll tell him about that later. So, uh... Yeah, let's go to the next story. Um, so this is why I'm certain I stink at basketball. A Florida man was reportedly uh, playing basketball naked because he thought it would enhance his skill level. All right, so Jordan Anderson, 29-year-old resident of Florida, was arrested. Ah, I get it. Okay, you get it? All right. He was arrested Sunday after police allegedly found him shooting hoops in the nude in Orlando area park. Quote, Jordan stated that he was working on his basketball skills and feels playing naked enhances his skill level. This is what Longwood Police Department arrest report attained by the smoking gun. Investigators say they asked Anderson to put his clothes back on, and he complied. So they charged him with indecent exposure of sexual organs, a misdemeanor, and transported him to a local jail with a bond set at $500. Do you think he'll be labeled a sex offender as well? It's a good possibility. That's a shame. If you see a picture of this guy, he just looks like he had some Jimson seed or something. No, thank you. You don't want to see a picture of him? Nope. See that hog. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the swan, uh, the cock going into the swine. Anyway. But no, I get it. That was a, if he's naked, nobody's going to want to defend him. Nobody's going to want to get close enough to that. That's a good point. You know what would be like, even more intimidating if you're playing basketball naked is if you have an erection the whole time. <laughs> Scary, intimidating right? and disturbing. Yeah. So, uh, I love basketball! <laughs> I was like, ooh. No, you don't. You just like you're just into dudes. Don't lie. Come to my house. Hope to get some one on one. You know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, we gotta steam through these stories. Um, I'll work you. I help you uh, work out your ball handling skills. Clever. All right. Anyway, a mom is left with a horrendous tan after drooling in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Musician Louise Harper of Kings Landing, Har- Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Did you, did you just say of Kings Landing? Of King's Landing, Hertfordshire. Awesome. Do you think George R. R. Martin can come up with original names? Anyway. Uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway. Uh, she reportedly applied self-tanner to her face and body the night before the gig. However, instead of a beachy glow, the singer woke up uh, to what her 13-year-old son described to as looking like she had fangs. <laughs> just right over there on the sides of her mouth. She tried to scrub the odd stain off of her mouth uh, that was caused by her nighttime drooling. She tried to scrub it off for over half an hour, and it didn't work. Quote, my heart dropped when I looked in the mirror, and I felt a bit sick, she told Metro. It's not like I could hide at home away from everyone for a couple of days. I'm a singer and musician, and I had to go do my gig. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. she scrubbed it for a while, and she said it began to fade after a while, after constantly scrubbing it. A friend of mine recommend, recommended founda- uh, a foundation, so I went to town with a scarf wrapped around my face, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you put the fake tan stuff on, you think, oh, this is going to look good when I wake up. And then you're just like, oh, I forgot I drool. All night long. <laughs> Maybe she didn't know that she drooled and this That's is how possible. she learned. That's possible. But she, she may be a single mom, you know? Apparently I drool in my sleep. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I guess I drool in my sleep. Can't go to bed hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I think it's hilarious. It's so hilarious. It's like uh, you go you go and do stuff like that. Put the fake tan stuff on your face to try to be more beautiful. And then it totally backfires on you. <laughs> Damn gravity. Anyway, let's move on to this next story. I am all that is man. That's what I would choose instead of this headline. This headline is fisherman dives into a lake after his line breaks, catches a bass with his bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) 
That motherfucker was hungry, yo. You bet your ass I watched this video like two or three times because it's the dopest thing I've ever seen this week. Um, <laughs> this week. Yeah. Anyway, avid fisherman Lee Sant was filmed diving into a lake headfirst after his line broke. In the video, a large bass is, be- is seen being lured in uh, until the line breaks and the bass seems to get away. However, quick-acting Sant jumps into the water after it. Quote, it put its head back out of the water, and with my right hand, I put my hand literally in its mouth and then pinned it against my face. And when he, when he caught it, he like <laughs> threw his thumb into the ma- fa- mouth of the bass and then shoved it against his face while he was trying to tread water. <laughs> and I was like, I knew, I'd, I knew it because I, it scratched my face. <laughs> when I got out of the water, I didn't let go of that fish until I knew I had a good grip. And it started to come up. He throws it in the boat. Climbs up into the boat. Motherfucker. Screaming, was... yes! Yes, did you see that? <laughs> what? What just happened? Anyway, so he posted this footage on social media this uh, past March. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as well he should. Of course he did. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why he posted it. Because... He uh, made before, a bong out of it? No, before the internet, before uh, smartphones... No one would ever fucking believe you. Yeah. See this bass? You wouldn't believe it. It's like the line broke, and I dived in head first. Caught it with my bare hands. It's like, you're full of shit, man. Just fillet it already. Cook it. Yeah. You've caught it. Why are you fucking telling tall tales? That's what I mean. It's like tall tales come from somewhere. <laughs> As somewhere, at some point, some crazy shit happens while you're fishing, and it happens. It's like, I understand that there's a lot of bullshit coming out but i mean if you come back with a tall tale from the from fishing it's like did you get a picture did you get any video of that right you know doesn't look like you're soaking wet in that picture man yeah so that's what i mean there are good things about social media and there are good things about the internet okay tim pool you you see this bass you see this bass you see this bass i caught it with my face (laughs) with my face yeah that's how i'd brag about it too anyway we got a few minutes left so i got two more stories here uh, and they're kind of up, upbeat. So an Aussie family finds 24 grand worth of gold nugget on a family walk. What was their dog's name? Lucky. Oh. Yeah, they had a stroke of good fortune when they found a gold nugget valued at tens of thousands of dollars while they were walking their dog on Sunday. Uh, the family's father and two daughters. Uh, they're in, they want to be anonymous by all means. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. They just came into a, a decent size sum of money. They don't want people to know which yeah. house to rob. Good on them. Uh, They're out with the dog. The dog's name was Lucky. And they came, came across the nugget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they walked right past it. <laughs> they found Lucky's nugget. Yeah. And so they... Uh, Are they sure it's worth money? His, uh, he says his daughter kicked it as she was walking, and then she looked at it like a second time. She's like, Dad, is this gold? I think it might be. So they said they went into a nearby supermarket. Okay. Because they couldn't find it anywhere else to pop properly weigh it. They weighed the gold nugget at <laughs> 20 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's 20 ounces. That's a lot of gold. That's, That's a, a lot chunk, of gold. Man. It's valued about at 24,000 U.S. dollars. Uh, I'll sell, to sell it as a nugget as whole is probably worth more than that. Uh, uh, we come through some tough times, so it's really good. So we're struggling financially. Couldn't beat that better timing. I'd be scouring that park. Yeah, right. I'd be looking for more. Uh, yeah. Family's uh, lucky find. This is la- uh, late, only the latest time Australians in Australian has been revealed to have discovered a gold nugget. I'd be out looking. Yeah. Yeah, in September, a retired man found a roughly seven-pound gold nugget worth $80,000. Seven Nor- pound? Yeah. Whew. In northern gold fields of Western Australia. So, to our listeners in Perth, or anywhere in Western Australia, wherever, could be gold in them are hills. No, you probably don't get that reference. That's a that's a very American colloquialism. And uh, to those of you who do find the nuggets, I want to say this. Cousins! Mm-hmm. Think of me! Yeah, go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, please. You can afford it. You can afford it now could afford it now all right so we got about five minutes left we can draw it out as long as we want but i do want to uh, tell you this one happy story because the story i like to end on is usually a happy one 
Usually. Yeah, and you know, miracles happen even in China sometimes. So a crane <laughs> operator. Are you implying that fewer miracles happen in China? Well, I mean, there's a shitload of people starving to death. You know, that kind of thing. That's everywhere. Not like in China. I'm sure there's more in Ethiopia that are starving to death than in China. Why do they always go to Ethiopia? How about North Korea? Anyway, the... Um, Fair enough. A crane operator rescues 14 people from burning building in China. He's given the death penalty. He's like, you should let them go. We can't afford that shit. What? I'm kidding. Oh. That was, that was, that was, edit, that was me editorializing. I was going to say, and this is the happy story? This is the happy story. <laughs> it's a madman reading it, though. Am I right? He knows what I'm talking about. All right, anyway, so a 19-year-old crane operator is being hailed as a hero as he helped rescue 14 people trapped inside a burning building in northeastern China. Uh, local media reported the teenager drove the crane from a nearby construction site when the fire broke out at an empty shop on the first floor of a seven-story apartment building in Funshan City in the Liaoning province. I think I did it. <laughs> uh, dramatic video from the May 2nd fire shows a crane operator, Lan Junzi. Oh, I screwed that one up. Anyway, uh, uh, so for yeah. your uh, so far, uh, so much for your uh, achievement. Yeah, Ho- hoisting um, the machinery's platform to the third floor, where a mother and son called for help. The, I love I love these quotes, uh, these translated quotes from, country, especially Asian countries like China, uh, because I in my head I hear the. The British voice that's over dubbed over <laughs> them when they do the interview. <laughs> you know, the Chinese, I, yeah, I'm not trying to be racist, but this is what it sounds like to Western ears. It's like, that's what it sounds like to us. And then you hear this British voice coming over. The flame was very, very close to them. My first thought was to get to my mother and son down. You know, it's just, there's just a slight weird thing. It's like, that Asian's, that Asian's voice doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wonder if that's the grammar they're using. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like there's something lost in translation. Oh, well, yeah. You know? And so, uh, yeah, here's another one. It's like, Why does she sound like she grew up in London? And there's another quote. Piho and I, Hadoi. But I was ready to jump out for survival, said a 70 year old mother and wife who were not at home at the time of the fire. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's what I hear in my head when I hear a translation from. Chinese person. It's like, there's some British person reading, reading a rough <laughs> translation. Like, the temperature was very high. I could feel the burn on my face. I sweat a lot. I got red and very hot. <laughs> Something is lost in translation. Yeah. However, this dude, Lan, managed to save 14 people in less than half an hour. Local me- media reported one person died in the fire. Could have been more. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's just kind of the point is that, you know, when people start burning. Hop in a crane. When people start burning because some crazy bitch is on a dragon and she's just pissed off that she couldn't fuck her nephew. (laughs) And she's incinerating all the women and children in town. All the innocents, the men who surrendered. When they're burning, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone wants to live. And that's kind of the point. We got to fight for that. Fight for people wanting to live. You want to fight for the living. Just don't put Jon Snow on the throne. He is such an idiot. (laughs) If it comes, if Jon Snow ends up on the throne, I'm leaving the Seven Kingdoms. Oh wait, I don't fucking live there. I was gonna say they're throwing you, uh, throwing us all out anyway after next week, so it doesn't matter. I guess so. I say we put Tyrion on the throne. With an endless supply of bitches and wine, and then come back in five years and see what the fuck happens. The economy will be shit, but everyone will be happy. Now, I imagine the last scene is going to be a raven flying from King's Landing to Winterfell. And somebody turns to Sansa and says, My queen. <laughs> I think that's probably how it's going to end. So it's seven o'clock. Uh, we got to end this show. It's like, check us out on Facebook, Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook. Uh, you can email me if you like. If I get some emails, I might read them on the air. Um, email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Uh, check out my YouTube. Search for the Madman Lowercase. Hill Hippie also has a YouTube channel. Search Hill Hippie. Um, yeah, uh, 
please go over to Patreon, support what we're doing, and you can get all all the complete video content that we got. Uh, Patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, we also have a Teespring store, teespring.com slash store slash madman lowercase. Get, get yourself an FX Future Public Radio t-shirt. Anyway, 7 o'clock, we got to go. Another show's coming on in a half an hour. I'm the Madman, and I'm the producer for the next show, and I love you. And I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Kiki. I'm leaving you now. <laughs> <laughs>